Okay, we're back from Mexico. Our summer of steamy beach whatever <laughs> turned into the summer of weirdo middle-aged guys right. that are creeps. Yes. So, so we went and had our own. We did. We it did. was glorious. We're back. We watched Basic Instinct in Spanish. Yes. And a fair amount of Friends. Yeah, I mean, that's what you do. It doesn't really matter what hotel you're in. Friends should be involved. All right. Hit the theme song. We'll be right back. And we're back. And y'all, we're back to school. Uh oh. <laughs> get your book bags, get your trapper keepers, they're back in style. There's a thunderstorm happening. Woo! We've been back for four hours from our tropical steamy vacation and we watched Teen Wolf. Yes. Because that's what you do <laughs> after a week away in, in beautiful, uh, beautiful Cancun. We've got two kitty cats meeting each other and they are not having it. So apologies for any thunder or hissing or attacks. If this thing just stops in the middle, we were murdered by cats. Probably. But we're Call just our keep, parents. We're just keeping it real. We're just keeping it real. <laughs> so we watched Teen Wolf. Yes. Tell me, babe, this was your idea. This is your fault. <laughs> I love this movie. I mean, it it's not as great, obviously, you know, a piece of cinema um, as as I remember. But this was in heavy rotation in in our household. I'm not sure totally why. There's a lot of problematic themes. There's a lot of things that were not censored. Maybe because they just my parents thought like we wouldn't pick up on what they were talking about. But there's a lot of physical things going on, too, that were pretty obvious what was happening. But then, like, random stuff was censored. So, um, but, yeah, this this movie was huge. Like, the, I think the fact that the Beach Boys play in was a big thing, like, surfing and, um, you know, that, that my parents, my dad loves that. This so. movie and the Beach Boys, I need to go deeper on this. I need to, but this movie and the Beach Boys were probably responsible for dozens if we're lucky maybe hundreds of deaths of teenagers and surfing on car accidents i'm sure there was some copycat stuff because there was copycat stuff in all kinds of dumb type of you know car stunts but you know this was 1985 is that right probably um so i mean i remember watching this i don't know when we started watching it but it was definitely part of our friday night pizza Oh, Friday night, our sad pizza. <laughs> Y'all, my dad doesn't believe in delivery. I don't know why. I, th- I think he just kind of likes the wonderlust of going out and picking up pizza. I'm right there with him. I want to go pick I, up. I, I don't know, really. But I, you, the pandemic has helped me embrace delivery. Right. But, but delivery is never as good as going and getting it at the restaurant. Uh, at the restaurant? Yes. Going and eating it at the restaurant. Give me a one. pizza hut. With a pitcher of root beer. In a a red, red plastic, red plastic cup. pitcher. I want a Tiffany light and I want to sit down at a Mrs. Pac-Man cocktail table and eat my personal pan pizza that I read six books to get. Okay? <laughs> of course. Of course. No one is taking that away from me. Everyone is taking that away from me. There are none of those I'm left. sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Everybody, that's not what I'm saying. The one in, in our town is a Greek restaurant now. 
it tried. They tried to reopen it as a pizza hut, but like you really can't even sit there. We went for some weird family celebration of something recently, and it's like you order it to go and then like sit and eat. Oh, that was even different. That Do you was remember? Worse. Oh, that was tragic. Do you remember doing that? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. I'm not trying to. Change there was the some way- bad family dynamics going on back then. It was a rough time. <laughs> it was, and the pizza hut made it worse. It wasn't cool. We were trying to have a nostalgic moment and it didn't really work. Okay, no, but I'm not trying to take away that ultimately, obviously, is the number the one pizza, pizza, pizza experience. experience. Yes. I mean, we've been on Scott's Pizza Tour. Yes. If you get a chance, you go to New York. If it's the world doesn't freaking end, Scott's Pizza Tour, he will take you to some of the greatest and most authentic pizza places and, give and you he's a just a fun of, guy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But the best pizza you can get is 1986 it's <laughs> friday night you're done with your little league baseball game friday, and, friday. <laughs> and you're going out to pizza and eat, drinking root beer out of a red plastic cup yes absolutely and then picking it up piping hot coming home quickly and efficiently and eating it with your family great probably better it probably better than delivery because you can control the time frame that's not what happened in my household I've never had pizza hot like as coming coming to my house it's always been slightly you know mediocre damp like conge like orangey greasy that's why I've never liked pizza hut because that's always what we had come to the house it was only when like I kind of forced the issue of like I'm going to order Papa John's delivery. And so that like rose to the top of terms of being like the best pizza because it was coming delivery and it was becoming much hotter. Uh, See, I think I was in college before there was anybody who would deliver to our house. Oh, man. Oh, that's true. You got a little farther out. We're a little farther out. We we did not have pay-per-view. We did not have the sci-fi channel. We didn't have the cartoon. I got able to get the sci-fi channel about the age when I realized – Oh, there's nothing on the Sci-Fi Channel worth watching. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a tough, it's a tough place to be. It's sad, um, man. Delivery in college, we had Papa John's. They had a, a a dorm special. Like it costs more if you went and picked it up. We had the same thing. Five dollars, five dollar large one topping pizza delivered to your dorm. So many pizzas, so many pizzas that we ate. We ate half of it and then like left it sitting out and ate the right like i'm surprised we didn't all die from some oh, sort of man, so disease. much pizza on the counter the next morning yes. i would never do that today no never <laughs> never but like the casseroles the time, that mom made i mean the casseroles that mom made let's be fair had enough sodium they, they were, they were pro- gonna survive they, they were, were they, they were, they were killing everything that was touching them except for you <laughs> it was like bugs that jumped in and died from the inhospitable environment. Like, let alone germs. Like, like the drowning in cream of chicken soup. Yes. Mom's tater tot casserole could probably kill COVID. Oh if it, only she were still around. She could just bake like 12 of them oh. and end the pandemic. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So I don't even know where we were. Um, <laughs> Teen Wolf, Wolf fr- I guess it's a fri- movie. Friday night, Friday night movie night with pizza. <laughs> That's how we got here. Okay. I know nothing about Teen Wolf, really. I know right. that it's a movie that was featured heavily in... I've talked about the screeners that have a, like an hour of trailers, a movie, and then an hour of trailers that you would get right. if you owned a video store. And the Teen Wolf scene where he's in the bathroom changing into a werewolf was in every one of those. So that To me, that scene is iconic. And then I remember going to watch the movie and like the first 20 minutes of the movie, this is just a sport movie. 
It and really is kind of a sport movie. And then I, I wrote here at the beginning, I must not have ever really seen uh, the the credit sequence because the credit sequence would have scared me. Mm. I think like the kind of music that's going along, you know, it's very, you know, 80s kind of thriller type, you know, and then we open right away with the we're playing basketball, but the 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 lights in the gym look like a full moon. Hmm. I just wrote, it's a basketball movie. And then I said, is basketball one word or two words? If that tells you how <laughs> I loved T-ball, guys. I was, I loved T-ball. And then we started actually having to hit the ball. And apparently I was smart enough that nobody ever got me tested. And I am blind. <laughs> And apparently, when they start pitching the ball and you're blind, you can't hit it. <laughs> apparently, in my school system, they only test your vision if you're failing. If you're failing. <laughs> like, he's, he's, he's making it work. Like, he must be able to see because he's getting okay grades. Right. <laughs> like, let's just move on. That, uh, yeah. It's it's one word. <laughs> it's one word. And in the, we're still in the credits. I said, Michael J. Fox in Teen Wolf. This guy is a superstar. I need to look into when this was made, when Family Ties was made, right. and when uh, when Back to the Future were made. Uh, we'll we'll going deeper on that for you and try to figure that out. But I mean, Michael J. Fox is Teen Wolf. That's huge that is a for huge credit. Yeah, I mean, because he doesn't he 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 has. I mean, he has a lot of credit in this. But yeah, I, I don't know. When those overlap, when they were made versus when they were released, a, and uh, all of that. Did people that young get is whatever? At I don't that, know. I don't think I've then. ever seen that before. I mean, maybe you'll get that like for Justin Bieber or for Britney Spears and Crossroads, Sorry, can't even or see that. you know, nowadays <laughs> maybe you get that kind of thing. Was it? Is that what that movie's called? Crossroads? Isn't that the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. But then I'm immediately thinking from Justin to Kelly. <laughs> From Justin to Kelly. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Um, Inside baseball here, uh, a best friend of a family member of ours is in the entourage of, of Kelly Clarkson, and she regularly reminds her that my family member... And her favorite movie in college <laughs> was from Justin to Kelly. I think she almost gets fired all the time because of that. <laughs> and she regularly says that in interviews that her <laughs> employee and her employee's best friend in college uh, were hugely, hugely into that movie. And it embarrasses her to no <laughs> level. Okay. So, yeah, back to the movie. So then I have Cool Girls. So there's this duo of, of girls with sunglasses the whole time. They're wearing, like, very, like, material girl, like, 80s clothes. I don't remember them at all. Um, I really wish that they had played a bigger role because they're kind of fun. They're just kind of this ancillary, like, weird part of the entourage, which we'll get into here in a little bit because... I didn't notice them until the final game, but I said, how many Madonnas are there in this movie? They're, they were there at the very beginning. They're at the game at the beginning when no one else is there. They're part of, it's like, the two girls, because one of them is one of the girls we'll talk about in a little bit, like, that's in the weird lingerie. That's one, oh, that's of, one them. of them? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. That's that was... A thing. It was a thing. Like so, it's like there with Styles, who's for some reason like 
best friends with Scott, who is uh, Michael J. Fox, who's, you know, is the teen wolf. And then we've got Lewis, who is like kind of squirrely, like kind of little, you know, younger kid, but like seems to be just as cool and in with them. And then Boof, which is B-O-O-F. Why? I don't know. I want to know why that is. We're going to have to going deeper on but that. But I always thought I, it was Booth. Because I said Booth. I always thought it was like, Booth. But I think they're saying Booth. I always the credit. It's B-O-O-F. B-O-O-F. Yeah, I don't know why. It feels like we should have gotten some sort of like kid backstory as to why they call her Booth. Because um, she's way too cute for that. But so then it's like they're... I mean, she, she deserves a cute nickname. She does, but it should be Booth a is, little cooler. Booth sounds like... Um. Oh, I can't even think of what it's called. It's like I mean, we grew up in Nashville. Maybe if I lived in Cleveland for longer, there'd be like some like, oh, it's like just a short for Bufarowski, or you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe it could maybe that is her last name. You know, that, that could very well be yeah, like some shortening of her last name. But someone should have said it once, so we know why. Exactly. They they kind of go in assuming you know a few things. Yeah, in this. they do. There, I just feel like there's a lot on the cutting room floor. Yeah, this is like season two of that '70s show. Yes, exactly, exactly. So we've got we've got Styles, who is just a character around. It's like you can't tell if he's cool if people put up with him, but he kind of just is. And then I have Francis, who is <laughs> part of the basketball team. They call him Chubb, but he to me he's Francis. He is the guy who steals Pee Wee's bike and hides it, quote unquote, in the basement of the Alamo, which doesn't exist. And Jan Hooks shames him for. See, I. I think I've seen Teen Wolf 2, and I think he plays a much bigger part. Interesting. And yeah, I've never seen Teen Wolf. So is I Teen kind Wolf of, 2, is that Jason Bateman? I think so, yes. I thought like, I really expected him to be a larger character in this. Basically, his character arc in this is fat people are gross in the 80s. Kind of. I mean, he does get, I think he gets a little bit more credit towards the end. They are but, kind of carrying him on their shoulders. Yeah, I mean, and, he's like part of a team and like, you know, he he gets his whatever, he gets to shoot and score and all, all that stuff, just like everybody else. He's no different, really, than any other part of the team that kind of gets left behind when Scott becomes Teen Wolf and becomes a superstar. So we're in the locker room introducing him and all of his food. Right. And I just have one more. Like, are you sure you guys didn't shower together in gym class? Us? Yes. (laughs) We did not. That sucks so much. I'm so sorry. In fact, we weren't allowed to shower because they were afraid someone would slip and fall and hurt themselves. (laughs) It just breaks my heart. I'm sorry. Every 80s, 90s trope. No, there was no showering in the locker room. so sad. It was unhygienic. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) No, it was probably all like the 60s, 70s, and 80s showering together, and they probably never cleaned those things. No. No, I mean, I remember there were showers in the locker room, but I I don't feel like we were ever in the locker room that often. We did have to change for PE and wear these awful, awful shorts that, I mean, for being, being a person that from you know, fifth grade on has had some 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 shapely thighs. They were not kind to anybody who had any kind of thigh. I they, guess I'm just gonna have to fantasize about that. I don't know. I don't think I can can uh coral away or find some old uh polyester gym shorts that you had to write your name on <laughs> oh, and like man. the blank spot. They were maroon and gray. Those were our school colors. See, I'm sure at like eleven having thighs that would be 
perfect at like choking someone out in jujitsu was probably not in the early 90s a thing but it wasn't uh, ideal at the time because i mean definitely when you when you have to sit next to like some squirrely little 11 year old boy on a bus who like is is you know as tall and thin like yeah I, my whole thigh was bigger than his whole body <laughs> and it was so obvious and in then a we post had sonia blade and <laughs> ronda rousey world it works. It it it, it does. You, you, I mean, you would just, do well now I'm if you justified. were fifteen now. I'm justified, but definitely during like the president's physical challenge, <laughs> when when they wanted you to do pull ups, who can do pull ups at twelve years old? No one has upper body strength for pull ups. Like even if you are small enough to you to hang and hold your body weight, you don't know the mechanics. But so what did we do? We were in a groups of four. And if you couldn't do pull-ups, I mean, you stood on a chair and you held on, and everyone else in your group just held onto your legs and pushed you up. It was awful. Be a twelve-year-old girl. Teamwork. Twelve-year-old girl that sh- maybe should have like on the brink of needing to shave, and like these just boys are holding your legs, like just pushing you doing. Pull-ups. It was the worst thing in the whole world. <laughs> um, and just side note, if if you want to learn more about the the president's physical challenge, you should listen to. The um, is it maintenance the, phase? Is it maintenance phase that does it, or you're wrong about? Uh, it's one of the Michael Hobbs shows. They're both great. Yeah, I highly listen, recommend. Binge both of them. We binged both of them a they're couple so of good. months ago, and, and they're fantastic. Yeah, and what we learned is that it, it never it was never meant to like really physically challenge you or do anything, but it was just a way to not be Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote, "Life sucks, and then you die." Mm-hmm. And then you suck. I think I think suck was probably a worse word in the early eighties. Probably than it is now. so. But I mean, he's just uh, Styles is just a walking billboard of of graphic. What would become later become graphic tees. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then next thing I have is moving into. I said, is this whole movie a puberty slash coming out joke, which is problematic in multiple ways at once. It really is. I mean. Anything, everything we're talking about. I mean, I think this really goes into the fact that, like, as a co- the coach is a real winner. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you think about all the the teen movies where coaches are supposed to be, you know, super like the person you go to and that they rally you. <laughs> this was early to be such a difference from all of that. He yeah, was he such really a loser. was. Ju- it was a loser, but he also was just this like you know side eyed. Um, farce of what that coach was supposed to be. Like he didn't care about winning, losing until no. he started to win. Right. He was always eating. He, was he al- didn't care about the team. He was talking about, like, the other guys had the best sneakers. I mean- and, then, and then, you know, uh, Marty, Marty McFly. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, uh, Michael J. Fox comes to him, you know, to basically talked to him about becoming a wolf which is him talking about having body changes which he's like yeah you can come talk to me anytime and then as soon as he's like talking about something that might be him being gay might be him talking about like sex stuff or anything he's like oh no 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 now's not a good time for me do you want some kfc <laughs> <laughs> like you want a leg or a thigh I mean, yes, he's a leg or a thigh man. No, he didn't say breast so nope. I, he missed a perfect opportunity to say breast in a pg movie yeah. I can't believe this is a PG movie. You said that. You said, like, this is the same rating as Toy Story. Yes. (laughs) And 
Oh, they're talking about the shop teacher getting his dick caught in the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> and you're like, this is the same writing as Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Um, okay, then I just note, like, there's a lot of Adidas happening, you know, mm, which just... It's early product placement. Uh, it is early product placement. I mean, it's not overkill, but he's wearing Adidas sneakers and the the uniforms are Adidas uniforms. I was just fascinated by that. Um you said something about um, is Pamela's accent problematic? I, I wrote. I think this accent is problematic, and I was actually having trouble thinking of what I was talking about. And yes, I think it was her southern accent. I was assuming it sounded like some bad plantation stuff that maybe right, wouldn't have aged well. And then we move forward onto the movie. It's like it's absolutely some plantation stuff that hasn't aged well. It is. Er, like one of the first ones she's reading through her lines and like I'm pretty sure she says Nick and I'm like when has there ever been a Nick in an antebellum type of story Nick I mean her boyfriend is Mick in this movie I don't think she's talking about him but then it also made me go Nick versus Mick is it what is Valerie's boyfriend in Family Ties is it Nick or is it Mick Oh, wait, don't look. Because you got me on Family Ties. I know that Alex B. Keaton is a character. We watched a very special episode where his friend dies in a car wreck, but I don't really know the show. Oh, my gosh. I mean, his parents are hippies, and he's like a Reaganite. Is that- right, he is. And Valerie's older sister, which is uh, Bateman. Okay. Bateman's older sister. Oh, okay. I can't okay. remember her first name all of a sudden. Justine, or is Justine. that something different? No, it's Justine okay. Bateman is his sister, and... Then Patrick Bateman pays, not Patrick Bateman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's a whole different movie. <laughs> we have definitely been to a couple of pop-ups here locally at a local boutique hotel. Yes. And they kind of turn the top penthouse into Mr. Bateman's penthouse. And uh, you go up there to return. If you know the code, if you know, I'm going up to return some VHS tapes and uh, things get real up there. They, yes, they have some 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 uh, live action art going on. It's very interesting. We actually ate at the restaurant at that hotel just this last weekend and before we went to uh, Mexico. And it was the first time we'd ever eaten at that restaurant where there wasn't like ladies passed out on the floor with pill bottles and people chasing each other with chainsaws and somebody coming around to the tables to warn you there is some avant-garde interpretive theater happening right. <laughs> because some people just made restaurant reservations to eat at the restaurant. Like Some people aren't freaks like us who actually came to see this. Right, yeah. We came for the pop-up. Yes, we, we, we came for the show, but some people didn't realize there was a show. Yeah, it's... It's a lot of fun stuff. We're I'm totally down with the 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 uh, creative director of the the Fairlane Hotel. They are a lot of fun. Yes, um, definitely a fan. So, but yeah, okay. So Mick and Nick. I have this later on in my notes, but like there's a, so Nick is her boyfriend. I think it's Nick is her boyfriend. Is is just I thought it was ba- Mick. Oh, oh no, you're talking, okay. Mick is Pamela's boyfriend. Pamela, gotcha, gotcha. the the person that. Michael J. Fox wants to date in the movie, this movie. I think it's Nick is Justine Bateman, Valerie's boyfriend. And, and he's like got feathered hair. He's got an earring. He says, yo, all the time. And he writes a poem about like, so, I don't know why, but I always remember it's like, 
even if ninjas fight us, we won't get gingivitis. Oh, I've seen be, I've seen that episode because yeah. the little kid is a tooth. Yes. And like, yeah, like don't eat sweets or I'll turn brown. Be sure to brush me up. And why do I remember that? The little kid is a tooth for the school play. I can yeah. walk over coals and ninjas will fight us, but be sure not to get gingivitis. gingivitis. Yeah, that's that is Nick's poem. Why do I remember that? I don't know, but like I always think about that. <laughs> so the next note I have is, oh crap, director's a creep. And Oh, the director of the school play. Yes, 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 yes. He's uh, just like a director, like speaking of friends. She speaks of him by his first name. Which means they're sleeping together. You gotta watch out for a student who knows the teacher by their first name. We had a friend. Yes. I knew the teacher because he was a cool teacher and he had all the vinyl records in his room but like in a long before vinyl was cool right yeah we would go to his room after school and listen to vinyl records and that's where all the teachers went and smoked and then we would see him over at their house <laughs> like oh hello mr <laughs> like no call me <laughs> like like okay mr <laughs> oh but then later so I don't remember where she went to college for first year, but second year she transferred to my college. We were friends. He would come and visit in the dorm. <laughs> so way yeah. less creepy when he's in when when he's a young teacher and she's in college, right? But that relationship had been going on for a while. Yeah. She's always had a a thing for older men. In fact, her men just kept getting older and older and more Ric Flair like. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like most of them probably ended up all right. But boy, there was a few years there that uh, things were looking dicey. Yeah. Anyway, but totally. It, it reminded me of a director from an episode of Friends. Um, you know, just someone who's just an artiste and a, an, a director, uh, an auteur who has this vision. And yeah, any any time that the lead actress is is referring to the director by first name, they're sleeping together. Right. I said that the um, the Wes Anderson movies are always very ambiguous as to what time mm-hmm. they're set. So if that director was Max Fisher... It would have worked. It would have been different because she would not have been sleeping with Max Fisher. I think that's the difference. A 22-year-old or 25-year-old Max Fisher and a 16-year-old high school student, she might think he is worldly and amazing. She might. That's the thing about all these movies, though. Like, she probably was supposed to be 16. Everyone looks so old. They still look old now. <laughs> I'm 40. And they still look and old. they look old. <laughs> they do. They do. It's, it's crazy. So... Like uh, yeah, he's an auteur. Um, Scott's bringing by supplies from his family's hardware store. He's bringing by paint, um, like seventeen miles of gingham fabric. It's so much gingham fabric. It's like rolls of duct tape, a couple things of paint that are supposed to be mauve and something else. And he ends up with turquoise. Like could the could the color to be any more Miami Vice in eighties? But then we then we we flash back to Styles and his mission to get a keg. <laughs> I said that we actually see a bourbon in this. It's a pretty decent bourbon. Early times bourbon is on the second to top shelf, okay. and uh, it's it's still pretty budget, but uh, it punches way above its price point. So we okay. see one 
spirit in this that that might be something that uh, people wouldn't scoff at today. You Pretty much everything else on the shelf is, you know. Rock gut. You said something about a co- like a cocktail or a... Yeah, I've got it? that written down. Hubner's or something. I'll, I'll look look it back up later. I'm going to... I wrote it down, so I'll try to see if if a, a craft bottled cocktail from 1980 <laughs> is a thing. <laughs> okay, perfect. So, yeah, he's trying. Um, they Hublin's cocktails, maybe? Maybe. I didn't see it. So, yeah, Styles is trying to get a keg. He keeps, like, you know, losing. He, he's he's doing his shticks like he's some sort of working guy picking up a keg for the boss. The, you know, the, the liquor store owner is not buying his, his shit. But he says to, to Lewis, who's waiting out in the car, and he's he, like, they've said it a couple times, they never say die. And I'm like, are they Goonies? <laughs> I mean, that's what it this seemed like. This is probably like. pre-Goonies. Close. Yeah. But yeah, never say die. Um, then um, they're talking about Mick and Pamela, and that they're going together. And like, there's the whole like rumor mill. Go, you know, Mick is like 20 years old. He's only still in high school because he's done time. And just, <laughs> I don't know about y'all, but didn't you definitely have? I mean, I, like someone who was in your high school. They were like, how are they here? We had a guy in junior high. His name was either Trevor, Travis, or Trent. It was some T word, and he drove to junior high. <laughs> and there were, you couldn't drive to junior high, so he had to park at iMagic Video and walk. iMagic Video is where the pizza place that we just ate the other day is now. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, so he had to park there and walk to my now destroyed by tomato uh, tornado. Uh, I said tomato because pizza. <laughs> you know, Attack a tomato did not the killer tomato. <laughs> that would be way better if my junior high had been destroyed by killer tomatoes than by a tornado. <laughs> it's just tragic the way it actually it's happens. It's very tragic. Yeah. Yes, I don't. I don't think we had anybody who actually was older, but we had those people that like just. Got taller, got stronger, you know, had that weird mustache. Oh, the mustache. Yeah, for sure. That was just like, every, you know, we all thought they were older. I mean, we had 666 students that started my senior class. Witchy. And 440 graduated. Oh, wow. If that tells you how many people just went off to the farm or whatever. Yeah. That- you, you didn't come from... you. I know you're one county over, but you didn't come from the same side of the tracks as me. No. I, you I didn't went, lose a third of your senior class. No. In fact, we didn't lose so much of our senior class. They they, they took in – we were the largest freshman class. I, I went to a magnet school. We were the largest freshman class, and they took in that many thinking they would lose enough to keep the, the, the size – standard but we were the first class we didn't lose as many people as they normally do but if your people if your school had lost people they would go to normal schools true when my school loses people they go to prison you know? <laughs> they don't go to prison they they fa- join family farms and they join things like that no yes they went back to 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 other public schools but it was so big that like we didn't have room in our normal place for graduating class like we had to like go to a different venue because we had the <laughs> largest cl- graduating class ever so I've got, uh, we get to the party and there's people on the roof. Yes. I love high school parties in <laughs> 80s movies. And then I said, um, weird danger party. Is this what our parents and youth group, like a party exactly like this, is this what they were trying to save us from? Maybe. They did not want us to get abducted by Satanist cults right. and sacrifice. That was one. And they did not want us to go to parties like this. 
Probably, I guess. I mean, I I haven't been to a party like this. Um, I have a couple of notes prior. I have, I have, first of all, we have Styles doing the first, like, van surfing mm. on the way to the party. I miss crappy cars in movies. There, yeah, there really aren't. Everybody's got decent cars and decent teeth. Well, it's, it's product placement. Every car has to be a brand new car unless it's a major plot point. That's true. Nobody just drives a beater, and I miss that because I've driven crappy cars my whole life. <laughs> but so he's van surfing, um, and I remember this being a huge thing. I mean, we we talked, you know, you talked about like did we there was was there copycat stuff, but this was like the surfing scenes, and I think my dad loved this. I mean. He probably when he falls back because Scott catches a, a glimpse of himself in the the side view mirror and he's got pointy ears, um, and he jerks elf the car. Technology went a long way from this to Lord of the Rings. Right, but he, it's not an elf. This is this is supposed to be wolf ears. They're just pointy ears. Okay, they're Vulcan ears. I don't care. <laughs> Whatever. They're they're pointy ears. If, if you could, okay, guys, okay, nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Write us in, okay? If you want to show us the difference between Vulcan ears, wolf ears, and elf ears, and how the different races evolved, come on. All right? Sure. We will will post it all on our social media. Well, come on. Absolutely. But, so... I know I'm I'm certain like saying wipeout when like was referring to this movie not really about the like the song like wipeout oh, um man. you know that my, my dad loved this scene of it I feel like this killed more people than jackass I don't know we'll find out we'll we'll do some research yes so we're at the party and this is definitely a scene the whole party sequence that I think should have been censored. I just but said wasn't. Yipes exclamation point. <laughs> yeah, okay, so we've got a game going on that that okay, so Styles is worried he can't get into the party unless he brings a keg. He finally gets the keg because Scott Wolf's out just a little bit in Nobody scares cares the guy. about the keg. No, well, he gets there. Uh, it's one of my, I gotta be honest, it's kind of one of my favorite things. He's like, can't barely carry the keg. He's like dragging in. Lewis is high-fiving people. Aren't they not like cool people? I, I can't figure that out. But so they get there and he's got the keg. He feels like this is his like ticket for admission to the party. And he's like, just put it over there. You can take it back. We don't use it. And there's like 30 kegs in the kitchen and he's defeated, which is hilarious. So he's immediately like... The sex organizer of the yeah, thing. Yeah, he's like the MC party guy all of a sudden in his graphic tee. Uh, and then we've got co- one of the cool girls, sunglassless, and also, but lingerie plus, who's like some sort of weird, you know, like magician, girl at a casino magician's or... assistant or something. And she's got a top hat that they, they have names. So I guess all the girls have been given a name of a guy. And then they're calling, they're pulling a name out of the hat, and that's the girl. And whatever that partnership is, who has, whoever has to do the next little stunt event or whatever. So we start just as a style, like we're counting down, and there's like people on the floor covered in whipped cream in their underwear. I think they're tied together, just like trying to get loose slash writhing all over the floor <laughs> and then they're just still later on we have two more events two more sessions happening and they're still writhing on the floor later on nobody no one's helped them out they're still trying to figure this out but so then we have chubbs is supposed to eat jello out of another chick's shirt he like picks her up and is like shaking her all bowl full of jello he doesn't really eat any jello no though. he just shakes her around and picks her up and you know like gropes her i guess or like, like if he's his... trying to eat the jello he really has bad technique 
that, that I don't really think that anybody cares if he. I feel like a character named Chubbs would actually be interested in eating some of the Jello. Well, he was like, they were like, you got to eat this whole bowl of Jello, and he's like, piece of cake is the face <laughs> he gives, and they're like, she's like, what do I have to do? He's like, get to hold the Jello, and he dumps it down her shirt, and then Scott and Boof. So Boof doesn't actually get Scott. She has somebody else. The girl that Scott has a crush on, which is Pamela, actually has him, and she's making faces because she's like, ugh gross skinny skinny scrawny guy um, but then they're they're in the closet for their makeout session but so which made me think i mean did you ever play spin the bottle <sighs> i've got a note here and it says what's the sexiest party game you ever played i've never played a sexy party game i'm sorry i've played a couple i played spin the bottle standard and then we played something i guess it was in eighth grade maybe at a couple of parties called kiss and tackle. And it was kind of similar. Like there was a number and a letter system. Like all the girls had a number and all the guys had a letter. Our kitty cat just came out because it's been raining and she's been scared. They would pull. So there was bingo. (laughs) uh, Was his name? Oh, um, so there was either like there was either two guys and a girl or two girls and a guy. And one person was kind of like, I guess the target. It sounds really progressive. Two guys and a girl and kissing tackling and Well, one person so if there was two guys and a girl, then one guy was trying to kiss the girl and the other guy was I think they were basically fighting over who was going to kiss the girl. And then if it was two girls and a guy, it was the two girls kind of fighting over who was going to kiss the guy. Like the one, the one, the single sex person was kind of like the target. And then you had like a battle royale. Whoever got to them first and kissed them, like was then the next stand in. Yeah. Closest thing I ever came was going to an after party for a club show. And we got there and like this place had a, uh, like an actual like dungeon wall chain. Somebody's like chained up. And, like we're gone. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, not that kind of party. <laughs> yeah, that's that's way over. Like, I mean, I, I we were in our twenties at the time. You know. Yeah, this was high. This was junior high or mid. Like, yeah, this was junior high playing this game. I feel like that's as far ahead of where I was at junior high than going to dungeon party in <laughs> twenty two. I mean, there's a lot. I remember like. A moment. I remember two moments from this. I remember like I, I remember like accidentally kind of like kneeing some guy in the balls. I don't remember how that happened because if I was the only girl, then that wouldn't have been the target. I would have been the target. But like I remember as a target, kind of like. I mean, you probably have a preference. You don't want the wrong guy to kiss you. I don't remember who the other person was, and but the other the guy accidentally kneading the balls was not a bad guy. Like I would have, I would have, I would have taken. He was one of the Chris's, you know. In junior high, there's like so many Chris's. Oh, there's like seven Chris's. I don't remember which Chris I mean, he was. Okay, Jennifer. <laughs> I would. I'm the only Jenny. Okay. So there were 28 people in my honors class in high school, and 28 of them, or 20, or there were 28 people, and seven of them were Jennifers. I I know it was a timestamp. There we only live in a certain era. We are going to be a grandma name at some point. I, I understand this. I well, sat staring at the back of Jennifer's head for so many hours. But 
Also, when we're a grandma name, we're going to be cool, like Mabel and Ruby and right. Pearl, you know, <laughs> like when those when, like those came back around. But yeah, he was one of the Chris's. It would have been fine. But then I remember an outdoor one. I remember wearing uh, desperately my knockoff Doc Martens that I wanted to pass off as Doc Martens so bad. And they just didn't. My mom didn't get it. And like my red flannel shirt that you know was so cool because this is like eighth grade so this is probably like 1994 but i remember like i think i was like the one girl but somehow i like ended up on the ground i don't know i just kind of remember there there, there might have been this like concussion involved in this because it was just kind of like <laughs> standing and then ground and i don't remember much beyond that it's a little bit of a subject change but i got this really cool i mean 1994 95 you know i got this really cool blue knit shirt with wooden buttons it was so mm-hmm. baggy and i wore it to the first time we ever went to rocket town at its <laughs> original location i don't know if you guys are familiar with the musician singer songwriter michael w smith but you know he had a kind of a safe club for teens that didn't serve booze and it, it, it's got a pretty long history of skate parks and clubs in the in the nashville area but the first time i went to rocket town i wore that and you know i'd lost probably 40 pounds first year in marching band and you know, got my cooler glasses, <laughs> hair got a little bit longer, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, like, I'm not as much of a dork as I used to be. And so I, this girl was there, and she's like, that's a really cool shirt. Like, can I borrow that shirt? So the next time at church, loaned her the shirt. She loaned it to some other dude. He loaned it to some other – like, I did not see that shirt for probably four years. <laughs> It's in like the two thing, the two outfits that I saved that I still have to this day to be like, if we ever have children slash nieces and nephews that need a 90s outfit. And so I've still got that outfit. (laughs) And uh, I've probably only wore it twice because it just made made its way around two schools, two churches. (laughs) (laughs) It It was pretty cool. I love it. That's it. Would look so terrible now. Uh, I think about like that. So I don't think I have any of that stuff left. I feel like the outfit. We've talked about my driver's head outfits and like all my you know vinyls and clips and stuff. But I have this pair of oversized blue corduroy pants. My mom hated. Oh man, I was scouring Goodwills for Uh, oversized corduroy pants. I found a pair of thick corduroy pants. It was a 58-inch waist. <laughs> the, the, how did it, did it? It's okay. So with girls. Belt technology. It, this was, so, it was 1996. They were awesome. They were awesome. But even belt technology, they would have had to cinch so hard. So like, you know, you want to well, wear over. In 1996, pleats were not a problem. This is true. So this you is just sort true. of created your own pleats. But you were like, so as a girl, though, you were looking for some like, I I could not even tell you like waist size whatever would work but you were looking for some that would just like skim on your hips like as low as possible but just hang on for dear life you know not having to wear a belt you know you're wearing it and i had those there were uh blue corduroy they were big thick cord they were so amazing and i had this brown does anybody who's been born in the last 20 years understand thick cords 
I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry, y'all. They're so amazing. Um, and I had this brown V-neck sweater that had the, the initial the initials SLC on them. <laughs> None of my... Well, okay, so my last initial at the time was a C. You're my SLC punk, babe. I am. Yeah. It was my slick sweater. (laughs) (laughs) I just always thought of SLC punk when I saw you in that. That Long before Matthew Lillard. That was back when it was still a comic book. And I just thought, that's my SLC punk right there. Yes. I loved it. That's one of my favorite outfits ever. All right. We got off on a tangent. Way, way, way. That college party or the high school party, Uh that's... That's what we're talking about here on this podcast. Yeah, a hundred for like yes. things that should have been turned off or were turned off. Or that is a scene that that that's exactly the. I I can't I don't I can't think of a more iconic scene for our podcast so far as that high school party. And it wasn't because it's turned a off. PG movie, and there is things going on. There is drugs and drinking and sex and, and sex, and it's alluded. There's no actual sex. They're making out. There's but there's there I mean some light S and M. If you're, yeah. I mean, like, I can't get up for a sports movie, but light S and M. Okay. I mean, we're watching Basic Instinct, and Babe over there is like, that's pretty mild compared to a Saturday night. You know. <laughs> I was just talking about the fact that Sharon Stone, her, she had a move, one move. It's like, you know, she's on top. Like there, we couldn't, li- we couldn't understand anything they were saying. So, so all we could we, really we do really is pay attention. Yeah, it was really like, like choreogra- choreographing but the sex scenes. To be honest, hey, you choreographed a lot of dances in your life. <laughs> uh, you can see she was kind of repeating herself on her she sex was, choreography. She was, she was getting a little lazy. But we had to watch the whole like a ton of time before we ever knew if this was in English or Spanish because there, there were no so many speaking. vocalizations. <laughs> we probably watched for like about six minutes before we realized it was in Spanish. Yeah, before anyone said There's any lots words. Lots of grunts and groans and breathing sounds and mouth sounds. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she's a move. Like, on top, on top. Not that enthusiastic. I guess maybe it was enthusiastic for the 90s. And then she just goes, and like, falls on top of people. That's how you break teeth and break noses, y'all. Like, it just seems way too extreme. Especially it if someone's like not expecting it. feels like you have to arch your back longer than that i mean that's what we learned from risky business (laughs) but i mean she's arching her back for like three seconds and then just collapsing she just like folds in half like slams face to face like if you are not this person's regular partner and aren't expecting that you have not braced yourself for it guys if you're doing this with a lady and she does that you didn't do what you think you did probably not there's a lot of fake things going on and then she might stab you with an ice pick so all right so much stuff what do i have um, I have Tough Night, huh? And Spider-Man shit. I, I literally wrote Spider-Man shit, too. <laughs> <laughs> he turns into a, whirl, a wolf. It's very much like a, uh, a puberty slash masturbation oh, I said, yeah, story. This has changed from a puberty story to a masturbation story, which it's really the same story. I mean, it is the same story. It's like, I'm doing stuff in the bathroom, and the insist comes out, you know, and he... <laughs> I'm sorry, but his dad as the wolf is so goofy <laughs> It's so funny. I don't know. I mean, it's so funny. But then it's like the next morning, he's like made hot cocoa. I'm like, that's going to fix it. Yeah. I wrote at the beginning of this movie, like they wanted the dad from the Wonder Years, if this was before, or Ed Herman. But I'd, then I saw him in the wolf outfit. It's like, okay, no. Like, okay, we're... 
he, he's working it. He's, he's working so it. Good. He's he's great in this movie. He's so he's so like just even keel. <laughs> but yeah, Coco. Yeah, for the teen talk, it's like okay, yeah, Coco for breakfast. Um, but then yeah, Spider Man shit is like basically it's like with great you know power comes with great responsibility. He says greater responsibility. Like he, he makes sure to avoid copyright law. Right, but, but yeah. basically that's what we're talking about. Then. The next note I have is he and Boof kind of reminiscing, like, as he's walking her home, talking about them, like, running away at five years old. Like, they just walked around in circles because they weren't allowed to cross the street. But, like, that they got home and no one noticed they were gone. <laughs> they were five years old and no one noticed they were gone. That's the time period that we're talking about. Yes, yes. I wrote that this movie really missed an opportunity because... They're really talking about accepting people for what they are. They can't have really no choice about. And then the whole gay thing. Yeah, they don't handle gay thing very well. It does not age well. It It does does not. Oh, I thought you were going to tell me you're gay. You're just a werewolf. That's cool. We can still be friends. That that, that did not age well. It did not. It did not. Um, We're going to talk about some problematic stuff in this podcast and... We're not smart enough for producing the content to deal with that, but we love you guys if you're out there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, I, I do think that this movie is an allegory for people who can't. Yeah, who can't. They they really miss a chance because this, this should be an allegory for anybody who it, felt like they couldn't fit in in high school, it, who feels like they can't fit in now, and it's like everybody oh, except for you guys. But because it's the eighties and it's the eighties, it is the eighties, and yeah, it's there has to be so they don't even they don't even begin to make any kind of like you know racial anything except for the fact when he's a wolf and he now has like basketball skills and bowling skills, he breaks break dances with the only black guy in school for like a hot second. And then they we move on. I was like, uh, I don't know about that. This movie, <laughs> this movie be, is problematic. It it, it is. It, it's, we have a book called Problematic Movies of the Eighties, and this didn't make it in. Oh, it because that's have. probably not what it's even talking about. We're probably talking about more problematic. We're more essence of problematic than this book even had time to be produced, like released for. Um. So what he's was the dick nose looking at. I don't know. I do know that. I, I do know <laughs> like the, the other the only other thing I know besides the uh, you know the transformation scene is what are you looking at? Dick nose. <laughs> I think it's just. I think it's just calling someone dick nose to call them dick nose, like to be. Uh, Have you ever heard the phrase dick nose in any format beyond Teen Wolf? I don't think so i think that like unspooled has a whole like cheese dick like conversation but i don't think dick knows i don't know that it appears anywhere else but it's i mean we talk about three graphic tees that he has right three life sucks then you die obnoxious and what are you looking at dick knows yeah i mean all three of them judah freelander watch your back is that the guy's name from I think so, Rock? yeah, with the trucker hats. Yes, yes. Yeah. Or me 10 years ago. Watch your back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he really pioneered it. And then he was all about Teen Wolf merch yes, after that yes. point. So, um, 
Pamela, you know, the, the, is she, is she, what is she? The, just the popular girl? Uh, I don't know. Because no one else seems to think she's that popular. No, no. She's always by herself. She's either by herself on the stage with the older director or she's with her older, possibly did time boyfriend, and Scott has a crush on her, but no one's fawning over her. She's not a cheerleader. She's not, she's a theater girl. Right. She's beautiful, and he's in love with her. And Which maybe is fine. in high school, the, her being cute and you being in love with her makes her that. I, I, I mean, I said, maybe. I, I got, got a thing for the brunette that you knew when you were a kid. <laughs> <laughs> Worked well for me. There was a there was a few dumb ones in there, but uh, watch it. Be careful. Be careful with that. They I had their mean, place. Th- they were all very pretty, and most of them very nice. And some of them, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. You, yeah, but so but then Pamela, she's like. He's now kind of been a wolf. And she's like, there's something different about you. And I was like, literally, is she like reacting to pheromones or something? Like some sort of actual like animal magnetism? I was feeling some, I was smelling some pheromones when he ripped up Booth's shirt. So. I mean, that was. That was steamy. It it could be problematic. But. I I don't know. Because they made out like, it wasn't like, oh, we just, they were like truly kissing so I, she's like you're getting a little rough which got i don't know but like i was like whoo their, their relationship <laughs> a little hot under the collar <laughs> their relationship was so like you know they're obviously like childhood friends she has a crush on him he doesn't see her that way but he doesn't not see her that way i mean they're making out pretty hardcore in the in the thing he when pamela says that she's going to the dance with mick like she's he wants to go to dance with her. and But he does. It's not like we're going as friends. It's not that whole, like, deal of going as friends. He recognizes that there's some, like, she sees him that way in some sort of way. And he doesn't not not. I think she does not shun him enough mm. for what this is supposed to be saying. This is 84. It's 84. Or 85. Or, we, we, I don't know when this movie is. We should look into that. We should really I, I go deeper on figuring I, out, like, I when think, is this movie, when is Back to the Future, and when is Family Ties? I feel like that could really help us understand what the hell is happening I think this here. movie came out in 1985, but I think there wasn't even a moment where she, like, I don't want to talk to you, I don't want to see you, like, you're too big for your britches kind of thing. Because she's even like, I'm not going to go to dance with you because you're going to go as the wolf and I don't want to go with the wolf, but I'll still dance with you. Like, there's no consequences, really. I mean, the consequences are only that he kind of had the hot head, which he seems to have in a lot of his movies. His dad kind of warns him about, like, don't... Over, you know, don't get let yourself get too angry. But then his dad shows up at the dance and like growls at the vice principal and makes him pee himself. So like, <laughs> what's the what? What are we supposed to learn here? Truly, I mean, it, the vice principal's being a bully, right? I, I get that, but still, I think a lot of '80s movies have the proper response to being a bully is to just be stronger and bully back. I think that's the kind of the general conceit of Revenge of the Nerds, if we're going to ever go there. Yeah, Revenge of the Nerds has like... Um, they just bully bullies back and take what you want from ladies and it's fine. I think that's like the general conceit, the, the general consensus of the 80s teen movie. Yeah, yeah. 
I think you're right. But that's basically what I have. Like, you know, is there a lesson with the dad? Like, I don't really feel like it. He kind of doesn't. I mean, they both don't like themselves when they get angry. Which are we talking about the Hulk now? We we talked about Spider Man. Now we're talking about the Hulk. Like, <laughs> um, but you know, realizing he wants to be Scott, he doesn't want to be the Wolf and let it and make it define him. Um, but then then it is have music. I don't think I mean this movie just drips eighties music. But for eighties an eighties movie that has like ends basically with like a basketball championship and winning. I don't None recognize of these, any of these songs. No, I don't recognize any of them. Like in the middle when he's got to do in his fun stuff, it's is it supposed to kind of sound like the Harlem Globetrotter kind of music? It's all kind of like you know the only song I recognize is everybody's going surfing. Right, that, that's the only one. The, they really missed an opportunity. Oh, there was kind of a staying alive kind of moment when he's getting oh, ready for the dance. That's I, I did think that, like, is this movie maybe five to seven years after staying alive? And thinking, like, what songs were big five or seven years ago? And well, That's not the name of the movie, is it? Or are you talking about... Like, there, there's two movies. There's, they're staying alive, but isn't that the the still like the Stallone's brother movie is staying alive? Yes, yes, yeah. So I don't think that actually the moot the Saturday song, Night Fever. I Saturday think is Fever. what you're thinking of. Yeah, with the yeah. staying alive. Song. That, that's got the opening to staying alive, but, right. but still, Saturday Night Fever couldn't have been ten years old. No, this movie. I don't think so. And I mean, what other movie? I mean, The Hangover Three is ten years old. We, I mean, it's, man, we, yeah, we, there we, are so many movies we haven't seen that are ten years old. I mean, like half of Lil John's like ninety six number one singles are more than ten years old now. That's crazy. <laughs> but but the point I was really making, like, no, I didn't recognize many of them or any of them. But they weren't fun either. They no. were like very like synthy, almost kind of thrillery. And then the end, the end almost wished it was Christopher Cross, mm. like you know, some Arthur in between the moon and New York City kind of stuff. I feel like this movie probably had a garbage budget and probably sat on the shelf because I thought it was a terrible movie and then Michael J. Fox is famous and like I think oh, so too we should do some research on that but uh, yeah I feel like this is one of those like wait a minute like I know that kid that kid's in the picture let's right. put the picture out well didn't you say <laughs> is it in Japan or Portugal or somewhere where it's like the boy from the future they don't even bother to say like it's a teen mo- like it's a wolf movie like it's just this is the kid that's in the back to the future to just see this movie honestly I feel like if they'd had a better name than Teen Wolf the first 20 minutes of this movie might have been more suspenseful it's true it does and that's why I couldn't like when you said that that whole transformation scene was what was on the screener. Like, like that's like that's blow, a huge it's spoiler. Like that's like I see dead thing. people in the trailer. Yeah. Like, uh, okay. I mean, yes, it is called Teen Wolf, so we know he's going to turn into a wolf. They, they could have gone for, but if it was filmed years or before, and they thought it was shit, and then they decided to put it out, they were like, uh, Teen Wolf. <laughs> like, I had seen Ski Wolf before this. There was a combination <laughs> of uh, Ski School and Teen Wolf. We right. might have to do Ski School sometime. Yeah, I think Ski School, yeah. Wait, well, isn't... Um, is Booger in Ski School? No, 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 no. It's that Dean Cameron. Dead? Okay. Yeah, he's got he's got big hair and big eyebrows, but he's not Booger. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I have was all the Thomas Wolf stuff ADR because they're talking like wolf, 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 oh, wolf, right. wolf, 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 wolf. But every 
note on the board is Jack London, and every picture in the back is Jack London, who did, obviously, White Fang. Right. And so I wonder if that, like, they're like, this Jack London stuff's not really playing. Like, yeah, like, it's not actually Let's talk about Wolf. Thomas Wolfe, and just say Wolf a lot. And th- but then he's in, like, in science class with some K-14 formulas. K-14CO. Which don't... So potassium, 14 potassiums, one carbon, and one oxygen. That sounds... That is not a molecule. No. On Earth or in this universe. But then they had the word effervescence written on the board twice. <laughs> so I, I don't know what they were trying to accomplish. I also have, have you ever written graffiti? Because we're talking about a marker and check, check your hands. Right. And... I don't think so. See, where you had all the sex parties, I had the graffiti. <laughs> Really? Yes. I uh, I just actually got my uh, trombone from my parents' house. <laughs> it has trombone O death written on it. Okay. Also, what Okay, what did it also say? It said legalism sucks. sucks. And, and so our- all of my nieces and nephews <laughs> are old enough to read now and they can see the word sucks. It was hilarious because he knew what it said, our oldest nephew, he's eight. He knew what it said, but he wanted to make someone else say it. And he was like, mom, mom, what does that say? It was that whole, like, he didn't say, like, what does legalism sucks mean? It was like, what does that say? <laughs> I was 17 years old. I was in youth group. I was going to skate parks. I was going to no rock and roll it. shows. And I was rebelling a bit, but not so much. And, you know, I was like trying to figure out, like, oh, like, no, like, I'm doing church better than you, and I get my legalism sucks. Right? No, it was fine. It was funny, but no, like it was, it was, it was this thing. Like I know that sucks is a word I'm not supposed to say. <laughs> I know that I see it on something, and I'm intrigued by it. I see it on I, Uncle Zach's. I see it on Uncle Zach's trombone case, and like, oh, like. I want to bring that to someone's attention, but I can't say that word and get in trouble and say that word. So, like, mom, what does that say? <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah, but I, I definitely wrote O-Death on just about everything at my high school. <laughs> there was the chair O-Death and the uh, the locker O-Death and the... Just the locker O-Death did end up... I did not put... But the locker O-Death did end up with like a half a dozen eggs in it. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, they were there for months. Were they the eggs that the coach was eating? <laughs> <laughs> Ew. So, yeah, so if you go to my uh, high school and anything says, oh, death, uh, it was either Chance or me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one of us wrote it. I apologize in advance. You're not sorry. Eh, you know. I, that's kind of really all I had. I have wet Michael J. Fox. He's so sweaty in this whole movie. It's- Which is stinkier? Michael J. Fox playing basketball because it's probably not all real sweat that's probably just some sprayed on him right right right. or michael j fox in the wolf outfit in the wolf outfit 100 like, percent. i, I, I want to know somebody that was an extra on this movie just like walking up and, and getting a good sniff of michael j fox i think they say that you know like the um the fat bastard in austin powers ooh. just smelled you could smell for miles away <laughs> but i don't imagine they like clean that suit professionally like on a really regular basis so they like he he did he naturally sweat in it they probably sprayed a bunch of stuff on it it, it smelled bad i'm sure and i have um tw that styles calls it <laughs> which has more syllables than teen wolf immediately i i didn't 
I guess I'm missing some of my notes. So, like, immediately everyone is like, on board. <gasps> TW, like, oh, like, he's a werewolf. He's like, like, like I can sell this. I bet this. he can party. <laughs> you know? I can market this. You know, he's immediately, like, giving him, like, a JR type of nickname. Like, TW. We get, we get, he's yeah. selling it. He's selling it right away. But then, yeah, they're, they're the basketball game. Like, he wolfs out and everybody's like, uh. And the, we have this little, you know, him, like, kind of playing with the basketball. And then... He immediately goes and dunks, and people are like, "Yes, now we have a freaking chance." <laughs> they don't care. No we one have ever... a wolf on our team, and I just said, "Do wolf skills translate to basketball, <laughs> to bowling, to surfing, Apparently. to break dancing?" I, I've never met a wolf that's like great at basketball or bowling or or surfing. I don't or... know. I guess maybe you just have better body control. I, I don't know. But no one seemed to go like only he who is pure at heart and says his prayers by <laughs> night. I mean, we'll get good at bowling. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, good at bowling so that you can then, like, kind of grope, your, like, the girl you have a crush on to teach her how to bowl. I think that's all we're talking about. But we didn't see him bowl before. We had seen him play basketball before, so we know he got some basketball skills. He might have had those bowling skills all along. True. We might like, we might know some of the weirdest, squirreliest guys I know who will not call me back and schedule a dinner with me <laughs> Jenny, <laughs> who is a semi-pro level bowler so oh really yes <laughs> that's hilarious i said um, uh, wolfman too scary right <laughs> one of my favorite movies oh my gosh that thing you do but yeah like wolfman too scary like no one thinks like huh is there going to be any potential dangers like are we going to have to sacrifice someone to this guy like is he going to eat someone on a regular basis if this thing was set in nashville and there was a werewolf. There would be a gang of pitchforks and, All kinds of and stuff. torches and an exorcist. And I mean, we would have just like we don't like your cat around here. <laughs> but even then, like no one thought like, hmm. I mean, he, he does kind of like rip the shirt off of of Mick dude, but like he doesn't That's even a little. He's good at ripping shirts off of people. He is good at ripping shirts. Like there's, yeah, he doesn't leave any marks. Uh, so it's not truly violence. It's just kind of aggression. But yeah, no one thinks like, huh? I wonder what the consequences of us getting this wolf and us winning is. He going to require any like blood payments? <laughs> I mean, the other team was the dragons. I think you sacrifice way more virgins <laughs> to dragons than you do to wolves. Maybe, but but wolves have a tendency to you know a lot of a lot of legendary. Watch out making a deal with a wolf. Yeah, I don't think that you can really ex- expect them to hold their end of the bargain. Yeah, if you're like gingerbread or grandma or something, like just no. just watch out around wolves. No, I don't. I don't think that works out in your favor. So yeah, like everybody's just like, yeah, rah rah rah, we're on board, and nobody seems to care. But he doesn't. Does he really look like a wolf? He looks like Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> <laughs> he really seems more like a Bigfoot. I, I think I think you're right on that. <laughs> I do not think there's much there's many uh, vulpine features. <laughs> Is that how Cassius was described in uh, in in Julius Caesar? I'm not sure. I'm, I don't know. I'm, I feel like vulpine features is in some sort of play about uh, some Latin something I read. Hey, yeah. Mr. Boyd, what's up? Uh, <laughs> yeah, much more. Yeah. Um, either in the Bigfoot or uh, orangutan or yeah, Ooh, orangutan. Yeah, definitely more, much more orangutan. Yeah. Since we're talking about other were whatevers, 
So I used to be a huge fan of the uh, Anita Blake series. Uh, <laughs> Anita Blake, if you haven't read them, it's a vampire hunter lady who's kind of dating a werewolf, kind of dating a vampire decades before Twilight. Uh, she's in the same writing group as Charlene Harris, who oh, okay. then would create True, True Blood. Blood a few years later. So, you know, her work has maybe not stood the test of time, but it inspired a lot of, you know, better work <laughs> but there are more many, marketable work. there are many tribes of were jaguars and were rats and were whatever and uh, i don't know how many of you are familiar but there is some fan fiction that's available on amazon right now called hedging <laughs> his bets it is an erotic uh, big beautiful woman bbw is that what that means uh were hedgehog thriller <laughs> <laughs> about a badass biker man who's a were hedgehog and his big beautiful woman uh, uh bartender lady were hedgehog hedging his bets so seems like a hedgehog becomes very small <laughs> that's that's what i, take I don't know that. maybe i'll have know. to get that on kindle and read it for our uh, for going deeper and, and give you guys <laughs> a uh, zach's book report <laughs> uh, the last thing i have are the coach's rules <laughs> yes yes i'm glad never you get that. 12 hours less than 12 hours of sleep okay. don't play cards the guy who has the same first name as a city <laughs> and a lady stay away from a lady with a dagger tattoo words to live by in fact y'all that's the forbidden cinema <laughs> rules <laughs> until we come up with something else that's yes I would say something probably in there since we're looking at all these problematic movies of the time that all people are those of sacred worth. <laughs> yes, absolutely. All of those. Yes. Is that directive four classified? You don't know RoboCop, so you don't know. But no. Yeah, he has three prime directives and then directive four is classified. <laughs> I don't think that the one that the that everyone, all beings are worthy is classified. That's that. Yes all beings are worthy but like in terms of like rules to live by like on a t-shirt like those are our (laughs) that's the new forbidden cinema rules until somebody comes up with something yes love it what else you got lover that's really all i had uh this movie's crazy we watched it a lot yeah like what was censored censored and i remember being more graphic than it actually was was i guess the sex scene um right i guess howling means sex but like she takes uh pamela is in her underwear um you know talking about being theater people we're all all theater people are kind of horn dogs like that like oh it's just a thing we do like we just have to quick change quick change and everybody sees everybody's stuff but she's in her underwear and she takes her her bra off and i'm i'm guessing they have sex but we don't even see her chest we see her bare back i would have sworn and i is your experience with this my experience with big that there were boobs in that this? there were like not just boobs but like just like boobs explosions I, of breasts i and- don't remember i don't think explosions of breasts but i do really i really feel like there's a version of this somewhere where we see her breasts because i really feel like we did and i'm pretty sure that that was censored like in terms of but Maybe I just assumed we saw them because maybe it was censored. I don't know, but that was. I think the- you were watching like the the uh, the adult parody version of it with your family. And- <laughs> 
I don't think so. No, there would have been a lot more dick noses. Sorry, in. there were, there was twenty four hour adult films <laughs> in Mexico. You so. never knew when it was going to get. Like, you. So you, you could be like, "Is this just a Mexican soap opera?" Like, "Oh no, it's not a Mexican <laughs> soap opera. Oh, it's not a Mexican soap opera." Oh my goodness! Like, the Mexican soap opera was seemed a little more like a, a little crazier than this honestly to start with. <laughs> but things just got right, right like oh there's a talk show with like a bunch of family who's a luchadors <laughs> right and then everyone's dig noses are out um but yeah that the, no I, i'm certain we saw the actual movie but i from what i would have what thought would the adult film version of teen wolf be called I feel like we've gone about as far as we can go on recasting because we're pretty much out of actors. We did like three of everything. <laughs> Would it be like a barely legal wolf? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> barely legal wolf. <laughs> I can't come up with anything. I'll have to get back to you and going deeper. I'll, I'll, oh, I am so, oh, man. I can't top that. I cannot top that. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it. I think that we have, uh, you know, run down the court and shot our basket uh, and finished out this. We've run this lycanthropic uh, uh, basketball drama to its zenith, and we have brought the state trophy home. So I'm going out to a high school party with a revolver full of uh, silver bullets and... Uh, <laughs> it's storming outside we're just gonna hang out here but um thanks for hanging out with us and watching teen wolf we hope you had an amazing summer um we've got some back to school movies that we're gonna be checking out so hope you'll hang with us at forbidden cinema on instagram or forbidden cinema podcast at gmail let us know uh, about your experiences give us your feedback um hope that you will subscribe and rate us on itunes that really helps you know we're having a good time hope that you are too and we hope we'll see you soon yeah hit us up let us know what you want to hear yeah, absolutely. We're definitely taking requests. Yes, absolutely. We want to know what you think about Back to the School. Um, you know, obviously our ideas for our steamy uh, summer of, of sun and sex kind of fell flat. So if you got some steamy summer movies for, for next summer, let us know. And uh, it's uh, we're back to school and sooner or later it's going to get cold outside. Yes. All right. We'll see you next week, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.